Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope today I find you living by your own rules. If you are not living by your own rules, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. Today we're going to talk about rules and you're like, what the frack, Jen? We're not really going to talk about rules, are we? Because if you're an entrepreneur or even look like an entrepreneur or maybe you're a parent or maybe you're a woman, you're like, I don't want to live by the rules. But there are some rules that we make that we somehow don't follow them and it causes us to suffer. And life is about happiness. It really is. It's everything that we do. We are moving away from pain or towards pleasure. And that pleasure is whatever you deem necessary that equals an emotional response in the body that is somewhat something similar to happiness. And we find that some things that we move towards that we thought were going to give us happiness didn't. But I want to talk about something really important. When we were on vacation, I had just started reading a book by Tony Robbins called Awaken the Giant Within. And I'm a little upset with myself that I haven't read this book a trillion years earlier because it would have made my life so much better. And I want to share it with you. I want to share a piece of it with you. I do highly recommend you get the book. I highly recommend you do the challenges that he talks about in the book and and really start to analyze your life, why you do the things you do, why you behave the way you behave, and where negative emotion and suffering comes from. But I want to talk about this one piece that I found to be really, really valuable. A couple of podcasts ago, I talked about finding the values that you use to identify your life, that you use to create your life. Do you value respect? Do you value money? Do you value love? Do you value friendship, family? Those values create your life, but within those values, you create rules that identify or um, define that value. Like, for example, if I were to say I had 100 people in the room and I were to ask all of you, how do you identify a person who is healthy? And I want you to write words down that mean that person is healthy. Does thin and fit equate to healthy? What do they do? What do they look like? How do they respond to the world around them? What do they eat? All of these things are your rules that you say make somebody healthy. Well, those same rules that I ask you, I'm sorry, the same definition, the same value that I ask you, those rules could very well be different to somebody else. So let's, let's broaden this perspective a little bit. Let's talk about a relationship with another person. If you have rules of what a loving relationship should look like, feel like, act like, be like, and the person that you're with has a different set of rules that they're playing the game by, would you say that that relationship could have some turmoil? If the rules are different, that we would have some turmoil in our relationship. If I'm saying that quality time and physical exercise and adventure are the top three values of my intimate relationship, the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, but yet my partner has physical touch, um, snuggling on the couch and going to church as his or her top three values, do you think that we're going to have some 
issues. Well, and then you say, well, Jen, but all relationships have issues. Yes, if it's not communicated effectively, of course. There's lots of relationships and marriages that don't work out and have issues. Some of that has to do with we don't know ourselves and our own rules that we're playing the game by. So if I stand back and I say, okay, if I identify these are the things that are important to me and these are the rules that I'm playing, playing by, then I can ask Amy, what are your values and what are the rules for each of those values and see where they match. And then we have this open, honest communication that says, okay, I don't, I don't like physical touch as much as let's say she does. That could cause a problem in our relationship. So I say, hey, you know what? I love you so much and I love this relationship and I'm willing to compromise and to talk about these things and say, hey, I really love fun and adventure and quality time. And she says, I really love snuggling on the couch and working through some things and, um, and physical contact. And I say, okay, let's figure out how we can put all this together in a basket and work it all out so we're all getting our needs met. And that's what we do. And that's why 10 years later, we have a very successful, loving relationship. But if you don't know what rules you're playing by, then that is a first step. So take your problem area right now. Are you, where, where are you dealing with crisis? Is it relationships, career, money, um, health, your family, parenting? Um, maybe you're in school, you're taking some classes, so maybe education is one. There could be lots of different areas in your life. So what area do you have where you're experiencing the most amount of turmoil in your life. Write that down. Put that down on a piece of paper. Then on the rest of the paper, I want you to spend 10 minutes or longer if you really got the ball rolling and take some time to identify the rules that define that area. So let's jump into health for a second. If we are breaking our own rule, it leads to suffering. And in that suffering, we try to solve the problem. You can't solve the problem from there. If you've been listening to my podcast, you can't solve the problem from the same level, same vibration, same frequency that created the problem, okay? You can't, you can't be a three on a scale from one to 10. You can't be a three and try to solve the problem. You have to work on your, your mental, emotional state, raise your numbers, and then try to solve the problem, okay? We've always talked about that in the podcast. It's huge. It's a huge, huge, huge thing. And Tony Robbins also says, change your, your emotional state first. So if we are in, let's talk about health and we say, okay, so I'm a little bit overweight. And then I say things like, I shouldn't be overweight. That's part of my rules. I shouldn't be overweight. I shouldn't have gained all this. I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't have let, uh, let myself gain, uh, you know, 20 pounds. I should have, um, started to exercise back then. I should have, should have, should have, should have, should have. When you use the word, I should have, a lot of that means those identifiers can lead to what is the rule that you have. So when you're filling out your sheet of paper and you say, okay, what's my, how do I define health? And I say, I should be thin and fit. Okay, should, I should be thin and fit. What does health really mean to you? I feel good physically. I feel good emotionally. My thoughts are clear. My, my skin is clear. I have a healthy amount of weight on my body. My body feels good to move around the planet. The, the physical activities that I take part in are easily completed or easily uh, done with my, phys my physicality, like the jobs, like I, I like, let's say mowing the lawn. Okay. I like to mow the lawn. I like to use a push mower and I like to mow the lawn. So I want my body to be able to do that job easily 
without any strain on my back or my knees or anything like that. Once you get the definition, now it's a matter of how do I fulfill the rules that I have applied? First, I want to look to say, do, do my rules seem really, really too high of an expectation? Can I even meet them? Do I say my, my love interest that we should have sex three times a week and he should jump and, and say how high every time I say jump and he really needs to be attentive to all of my needs and he really needs to not raise his voice at me and he needs to not interrupt me when I talk. When you look at that definition and those rules that, that define a relationship, a love interest relationship to you, when you look at those rules, does it seem a little bit hard to achieve for another person? Do they seem the expectation is just a little out of reach? And then can you say, I can see now why my love interest and I are fighting all the time. Because every time there's a negative emotion, that means one of those rules has been affected has been broken, has been affected some way. So when I all of a sudden get to 20 pounds overweight and I go, I should be, I should be at 125 and I'm now at 145, oh my gosh, holy moly, and all this negative emotion and self-love goes in the toilet and I feel bad every time I put a pair of jeans on and now I have to buy new clothes and I feel guilty every time I try to eat a cookie and oh my God, and I should myself to death, you know, I should all over myself all the time you know, that I shouldn't do this and I should do that and I should be exercising. I'm angry and I get angrier and angrier because one of my rules is broken. So what I want to do is look at that rule and I want to say, what can I change? Can I soften this rule a little bit? Do I at least feel good in my body? What can I, so what, how can I soften this rule? And so I, I take the rule and I look at it and I go, how can I change this so I'm not adding so much suffering to my life. What can I change? Why can I take the should away? And as you do that, you recognize, for one, it gives you this huge, this huge introspection about how you're living and what rules you're following and how difficult it is, but it gives you such an epiphany about why you behave the way you do. And you say, you know what? I don't want that rule to be that because I've been really angry about my body lately and my self-love is kind of in the toilet. And I know that the more I can fill my bucket, the more I can offer to somebody else. And if I do that, then I'm going to feel better and they're going to feel better and I'm going to be happier. So I'm going to soften that rule a little bit. I don't need my ideal weight doesn't have to be that. My ideal weight could be something else. It could be 135. Now it doesn't seem quite so difficult to try to reach that rule. And the other is if you don't really want to change the rule and you say, no, I really do want to be 125. Then I say, then what can you do to change your life? Now you know the rules of the game that you set up for yourself and you somehow picked up the belief, you picked up the definition of health equals 125 or it's when you were at 125, you felt the healthiest. You got the most amount of compliments. You felt in your, you, you fit fine into your, your favorite jeans, your favorite skirt. When you went out to a party or a bar or a dance, you're like, oh my God, I get all these compliments and all these people are looking at me and I feel so sexy. You equated that to 125 equals healthy, okay? Or whatever the number is, it doesn't matter. I was at 125, I think, when I was like in third grade. So I'm, a, I'm tall, and uh, I think my healthiest weight that I felt the best was like 135. It's different. It doesn't matter. Whatever the number is, that, that part doesn't matter. Whatever it is for you. 
And so when I sit there and I say health equals that, and I go, okay, well now I'm 49 years old. Do I really want to get down to 125? Maybe I want to adjust that. Maybe I want to soften it a little bit. Once I soften that rule, the best part is I don't become so angry at myself because I've changed the rules that I'm playing the game by. I've changed the rules just enough that it's attainable for me and I don't hate myself when the rule gets broken. So I found this to be extremely, extremely valuable information because I can take any part of my life that I'm having trouble in or any part that I'm not having trouble in, I can write the rules down and I can say, you know, I'm going to change this or soften this or, or adjust this a little bit or I'm going to adjust myself and my actions. Because if I say, if, here's another example. When I used to work um, full-time for different jobs, I've had 37 different jobs, and I had all these different positions, and when I was working full-time, I remember wanting to have all this freedom. And I was always fighting time and money freedom. I, I spend all this time here, you know, it's sunny and beautiful outside, and I want to be outside riding my bike or going to the beach or hanging out with friends or doing something. And I can't because I'm, I'm at work till six o'clock tonight. And then by the time I leave, it's colder and it's now it's raining and the sun's setting and whatever, and it's not as fun. And I work tomorrow and whatever. Well, my value, the thing that I wanted in a career was a lot of money. So it would create this freedom and these choices. But I also wanted time. Well, what I ended up, I kept doing is I kept getting different jobs. I would quit that job and go get another job and I would keep that job for two, three years, whatever. And some of them I really liked and some of them I absolutely hated, but I would just go get another job. Well, what I wasn't realizing, because I didn't know this until recently, is what I wasn't realizing is the game, the rules that I had established for myself didn't fit the action I was taking. So I was becoming angrier and angrier and wonder why there's no jobs around here. It's like, well, no, because jobs in the world is time equals money. Well, if I want both time and money, then I have to do something different. Or I have to say, I'm willing to give up my time and have freedom on the other end. But I wasn't. That's when I became an entrepreneur. And it was kind of on accident where I'm like, I need to create something that I can spend, invest my time into, and then sell it at the other end over and over and over again, like a service, like a course, my podcast even, or write a book or something that allows me to have my time freedom, but then also has money coming in to give me that mon the money choices. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I hope this is making sense to you. I hope that you will start to just evaluate the things that are important to you and the rules that you have that define that thing. Now let's take an emotional state. Let's just take happiness. If you are someone who is suffering, who's not happy, who's miserable, collectively you are not in a very happy state, hardly ever any of the time, then I would suggest you write the word happy at the top of the piece of paper, and then after that you say, what has to happen in order for me to be happy? What has to happen? Well, the kids have to behave, the groceries have to be put away, the house has to be clean, the dogs have to be fed, everyone has to be listening to me, everyone has to... You write all those things down, you're going to get quite a story in front of you that says, wow, no wonder I'm not happy. And then I say, let's make happiness dependent on you and you alone and not dependent on the external. I can choose to be happy no matter what. I'm going to choose to be happy if I'm above ground. 
If I'm, if I'm two feet above ground, it's a great day versus six feet underground. You get what I'm saying? So we're going to continue to explore this as I read this book and I, I continue to explore the depths of what this means. And as I have epiphanies and perspective, I'll be more than happy to share them with you. But I do recommend that you start to figure out the rules of the game that you're playing. Because your rules are different than your husband or wife's rules. Your rules and your values are different than your kids' values. Your values for your kids are responsibility and respect and education. And your kids' rules are fun and freedom and friends. <laughs> so now we understand why we're always going back and forth with our, with our kids. So once you understand where they're coming from and what's important to them, you can use that to build your relationship and deepen your connections. I hope this found you well. These are the things we're going to start doing in our Lady Rising group, and we're going to start uncovering this, um, these tools and these rules that we're playing and uh, are playing by. And I hope you'll join us. I hope you'll join us on the calls to come because these are the conversations we're going to be having. If you're interested in finding us, go to Facebook, type in Lady Rising, ask to join in the member questions. Tell them you're coming in through the podcast. I hope to see you soon. If you liked this episode, please share this with three of your friends. And if you like this episode and look forward to future episodes, please consider making a small monthly donation to help support this podcast. If you're looking for a community to join and have more access to me, then consider joining one of my communities. Chakras for Beginners is an energy-based community that is highly active and growing every day. Lady Rising is a sistership community where the focus is on spiritual support and empowerment. We hold monthly calls and talk about topics just as like today's episode. We also have an online store where we can meet your meditation and chakra needs with products for your journey. You can visit us at www.themeditationroomtc.com. Thank you for joining me and being a valued listener.